If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. Jay Shetty. Stay tuned as former business litigator turned functional nutritional therapy practitioner badass Kristen Rowell shares with you why you need to detox, how to do it, what human design can do for you, and how to get on your right path in life. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now, I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're going to love my guest today. She really is a powerhouse, Kristen Rowell. She's a former business litigator who followed her inner intuition. You're going to hear how that unfolded into a new path in life where she actually helps women to create the health that they love. And she's very inspirational in terms of finding your authentic voice and getting on your right path in life. You're going to hear her story, but let's start with detoxing and making it super simple. Sometimes we clinicians can make it super complicated. And sometimes it takes someone who comes from a non-medical background who just wants to know, okay, that's great, complicated information, but how do I do this practically for myself in everyday life to show us the way? And she really has created a really easy framework. You're going to love what she has to say. It's super simple and super doable. And we're just going to talk about why you need to do it, how to do it super simply, and you're going to want to do it. And then she's also very inspirational in terms of getting on your right path in life. Many women go into one path early on in their lives, whether it's motherhood or career, whatever it may look like. And then at midlife and beyond, we start feeling like there's something more that we want to explore in terms of the gifts we have to offer, in terms of what we want to contribute to life, in terms of what we want to experience in life. And so it really is the time when we get to unpack those dreams unpack our authentic selves and figure out what is next for us. So I'll tell you a little bit about her and then we'll get started. Kristen Rowell is a former business litigator turned functional nutritional therapy practitioner, badass. She helps high achieving stressed out professionals transform by losing weight, increasing their energy and becoming more efficient as the founder and CEO of Energetically Efficient. The clients who hire Kristen are ready for transformational change, and she works closely with them to guide them on their journey to becoming positive, energetic, motivated, fit, high vibrational humans. She has 
served on board. She's spoken all over the country. She has a long list of certifications and accomplishments. We talk about this in the episode. And please help me welcome Kristen to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So you are a powerhouse physically, mentally, emotionally. You're a former business litigator. Now you're a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. You of awards and competitions. There's so many topics that you could talk about to bless our women with today. And everybody should know that Kristen and I were talking before the show trying to decide how are we going to narrow this down because I want to make it very specific and actionable for you. And one of my new passions is human design, which she's passionate about too. So I want to get that in there. So I thought that we would really focus on nutritional detoxification because we've talked a lot about detoxification, but we talk about a lot of supplements and you all know coffee enemas are like my favorite, but maybe you want to know a more practical way, Dr. Karen, like how can I do this and just tweak how I eat? And so why don't we just start there, but welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and I absolutely love not only human design, but also the topic of nutritional detoxification. And so I have been detoxifying my body nutritionally through just real food on and off, whether quarterly, twice a year, or annually for over 20 years. So I have a tremendous amount of experience in it. And when I did my first detox, I was in my 20s. Here I am now at 47. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't understand the importance of it other than this sounds like something that's an interesting challenge. And so I've iterated what I've done for detoxification over the years. And now I take myself quarterly, just once a quarter, I take myself through a two-week cleanse. Okay, so it's not a bunch of supplements. It's not a juice fast. It's not cleansing in that way. It's really how do we eat the right foods? How do we consume the foods that contain the nutrients to support our body's phase one and phase two detoxification pathways? So that's really what it's all about. So for example, and I'm sure you know this, the sulfation pathway is part of your detox phase two pathways. So in order to make sure you're supporting that particular pathway, we would need to eat foods that contain sulfur. So those would be our eggs, onion, garlic, our daikon radish, and those will enhance the sulfation pathway. So really when I go through this, and I'm happy to go down any avenue that we want to here. But when I take myself through this two-week cleanse, and I do this, of course, with clients as well, it's about how do we get out all the things that detract our body from detox? How do we take those foods out of our system so that our body can do its natural detoxification that it's always trying to do? And then how do we add in the foods that will support those pathways so that detoxification can be Mm -hmm. maximized? And one other easy example is Many people may not know that when you're pummeling your body with a phase two detox, which is very supportive for your liver, you are going through large quantities of glutathione. So it's really important to consume, for example, the amino acid cysteine, the amino acid methionine, some of these amino acids that we get from animal protein foods to actually help our body make more glutathione so that the detox can do its thing better. Yeah, this is great, Kristen. So let's back up one step. And I know some people are saying, do I need to do a detox? Of course, if they're listening to me long enough, they know the answer to that. (laughs) 
but you know, when I practice regular gynecology, people would ask me all the time, do I need to do a detox? And what was I trained to say was, no, your liver takes care of it. And that's just, we have so much trash coming into us now. We have to be doing a detox. And I do recommend at least quarterly. And that's for maintenance. If you've never done a major full body, all systems detox, you probably need to go to do a good three or six months. How does somebody know if they're toxic and they need to do a detox? Fantastic question, because you're right. Many At any level of education for most people, this isn't something that you're taught would might be a good idea for you. So the kinds of signs and symptoms that I tell people to look for in terms of whether they need detoxification are many, but I'll just list a few of them. It would be if you're getting skin issues like acne or rashes on your body. It's if you have a hard time losing weight. If you notice that you have, let's say, and this is in more severe cases, swollen lymph nodes around your body where you actually can feel your lymph, that would be another thing. If you are someone who doesn't sweat that often, so you're not getting mm -hmm. detoxification out. So if you're not a sauna person, if you're not doing any sort of heated classes where you're really getting your sweat on, I assure you all of the toxins that you accumulate in your body are not coming out just through your urine and your feces because people's systems get so sluggish. If you are someone also who doesn't ever engage in or doesn't know anything about breath work, because breath is, of course, one of our other detoxification pathways. So if you're not sweating and you're not doing breath work, those things alone may make you a candidate for detoxification. If you also notice just other symptoms, I say, in the body, and they can range from, I feel tired all the time and I don't have a lot of energy and I don't know why. I'm reaching for caffeine every day and I need caffeine all of the time just to function. That's a bad sign. If you're someone who is easily intoxicated from drinking wine or other alcohol, that's a sign that your liver is pretty stagnant and that might mean you need a detox. So those are just some. Dr. Kieran, and I'm guessing that there's others that you can yeah. list as well. All right, I'm thinking dark circles under your eyes, puffiness in your face, hands or feet. Yes. And, and basically, if, if you're a human on the planet in 2023, you need to be detoxing. Everybody needs to be detoxing. I'm so glad you said that because I completely <laughs> agree with you. But you're right. It's also those dark circles under the eyes. Those things are huge signs as well. And a lot of people don't realize, okay, yes, our liver is our hardest working organ and it's performing over 500 functions in our body. But rarely do we ever stop and give it some love. I would say we need to give right. the liver some love. It is a, and most images that you will see of the human body. It is always painted in this bright red color. It is the color of love. It's It does so much for us. And so it's so good to pause, I think quarterly, and really be gentle with your liver. Take out, especially now, and, and I practice this as well, I generally eat what I consider to be a well-formulated low-carbohydrate lifestyle. So I am eating, you know, somewhere between 50 and as much as 200 grams of carbohydrates depending on the day. But of course, a standard American diet, most people are eating more than 300 carbohydrates. And so what people don't realize is just like your liver has to filter all of the toxins in your body, which means that plastic thing that you heated up food in the microwave. No, don't do that. That plastic water bottle that you drank out of. No, thank no. you. <laughs> all of these plastic offenders, but that doesn't count the stuff we're breathing in. That doesn't count so many other toxins. All of this crappy lotion that I see people putting on their body, these offending soaps, other fragrances, every perfume you use, ladies, the makeup that we wear, all of these things puts toxins into our body. And so all of those toxins have to be filtered through our liver, but so does all of the fat that we consume. 
So when I take clients through nutritional detoxification or when I do it for myself, I'm actually not recommending during that two-week period that they're consuming something that's keto or that they're eating generally low carb. I want them eating a lot of fiber. We add beans. We're doing cruciferous vegetables, which are supportive of detoxification. We're doing the dark leafy greens, which are supportive of detoxification. We're including a bunch of liver healing foods, and that might be artichokes, asparagus, celery, dandelion root tea, nutritional yeast, beets. All of these things are fantastic for your liver. So you're really saying to yourself each day, how can I get a bunch of these high quality detoxification supporting nutrient foods in my body each day? And how can I get out the noise, the processed sugar, the processed carbohydrates? Actually, I take out dairy for most people for a little bit of time because dairy can be really offending and obviously very inflammatory, even though I do love it. But I take that out for a period of time and then we really just work to balance the body. And one of the best things I, and I know you know this, about nutritional detoxification is it really helps to balance your hormones. It's fantastic for clearing excess estrogen in the body, which so many people are walking around with, men and women, by the way. Estrogen is not new supply to women, which I'm sure your listeners well know. So those, all of those reasons are why I think anyone who's living in a, as a human in 2023 could benefit from it. Thank you for bringing that up. If you are having estrogen dominance problems, and this is pretty much every perimenopausal woman, many women, so that's if you're over 40, but many women over 20, I think that we should just say we're estrogen nation. We're so just swimming in estrogen. Most people, if you have period problems, fibroids, endometriosis, um, if you're overweight, you have an estrogen dominance. So you, one of the number one things you can do, Kristen is exactly right, is do a detox and get your liver cleaned out because these estrogens are cleaned out through your liver. They're dumped into your gastrointestinal tract and they go out in your poop. So if you're not pooping, you need to be getting 20, 30, 40 grams of fiber a day at least to bind that estrogen and get it out. So thank you for bringing that up. Well, and thank you for bringing up the bowel movement piece of things, because I think so few people realize it's not just because you eat food, it's not a guarantee that it just seamlessly in the next day or two comes out the other end. A lot of the fecal matter and the toxicity in our body, you guys, if we're not having the really good healthy fats, if we're not hydrated, if we don't consume enough fiber, if we are super stressed out and we are always in a sympathetic state so that we can't have a bowel movement. And I have lots of clients like this. I'm sure you do as well. In those circumstances, now these toxins that are trying to make their way through our intestinal tract can get stuck on the inside walls of our colon. And what happens over time, if they don't make their way out, is your colon, your large intestine, will reabsorb that toxic material. So now there it goes back into your bloodstreams. And that may happen in more severe cases, but it really is a consequence of not consuming the fiber, having the healthy fats and hydrating enough to actually allow those toxins to make it all their way through the digestive system. I've been having this visual as we're having this conversation. I grew up in New York City and there was a time when the sanitation workers went on strike, right? So the trash, they put out the trash every day on the curb in New York and then these big trash trucks come and they pick it up and they they ship it off the island. But then they went on strike and the trash was piling up and oh my gosh, it was like the summer and it stunk. And I'm thinking, if you're not supporting your liver, then that's basically what's happening is the pi- the trash is piling up and yes. it's stinking like Manhattan did when I was a kid. And 
the trash department, sanitation department went on strike. That's, so we've talked about a good analogy. That's a great <laughs> analogy. <laughs> and if you're not pooping, that's what's happening. Yes. Uh, or it's a lot of people would say, oh, I don't want to drink water. We got to talk about water, Kristen. They say, I don't like the taste of water. I don't drink water. And I'd say, well, not drinking enough water because you are 60 to 70% water and it, it helps to flush you out is like going to the bathroom all day in your toilet and never flushing. <laughs> and then they go, okay, Kieran, I get it. I'll drink the water. <laughs> I love that. That's, uh, I might steal that from you. It's so true. It's right. so true. And the other thing is with the hydration piece, and I know we can get to this, but ladies, if you want glowing, gorgeous, young looking skin, drink your water. It's so valuable in terms of hydrating your cells because it really provides the hydration that allows our skin to stay, st stay supple. So that's just one more reason that we want to make sure we hydrate. Yeah. And just for everybody listening, if you didn't see Dana Cohen, we have a great, two great interviews on the podcast about hydration and the specifics of it and types of water. And so you definitely want to check that out. But you're absolutely right, Kristen. All right. So what is your two week food detox regimen look like? I know everybody's going to want to know because you look amazing. You tell everyone all about all the is fitness, bodybuilding competitions <laughs> you've won. So yeah. you're doing something right. So yeah, they're going to so want to know a, about, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a professional bodybuilder and I'm a natural figure competitor and I was Miss Natural Minnesota in 2018, which sounds so silly to even say, but it's in this fitness competition area and I've also run 25 marathons. So I've over the course of many years, really worked on dialing in my nutrition to optimally support not just athletic performance, but because of what we do for a living in terms of it being very busy and we work with busy professionals and we work with women who are busy. It's about also the cognitive function and having lasting energy throughout the day. So you're not having these blood sugar dips. You're actually able to sleep well and you're high functioning. So what my detoxification protocol looks like, just if people are like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. Where do I start? Mm -hmm. This is what I call my cliff notes version of how to do it. So I'd say the hardest part for most people, and I'm just going to get this out there is I, when I detox and I tell everyone this, I really recommend that you take out the caffeine, the coffee, because caffeine really does interfere with your phase one detox pathways. And if you're going to go on this venture to really detoxify, we got to get the caffeine out. So I went through my detoxification just actually a couple of weeks ago, and I had a headache bad for a couple of days because I had been on coffee after being off of it for a year. I had been doing some traveling and I was in a country where they had really good coffee. So anyways, I started drinking again. So for me, the crash was pretty hard. But once I got through those first two, three days, I was fine. It literally only takes a couple of days to break up with it. So no coffee, no sugar of any kind. I recommend that people don't do any packaged even protein bars, even if it seems like the cleanest, healthiest protein bar. Let's just get all of that out. I'm just asking you to do it for two weeks. So also no dairy, for certainly for a period of time. And then no refined grains of any kind. It's really a lot of vegetables, a few fruits, and lean animal proteins, and then a lot of different supportive vegetables. So those are the no's. Those are like no caffeine, no sugar, no refined foods, no mold on your fruit is another one I forgot about, no protein bars, those kinds of things. And by the way, also no excess fat. So no bacon, no ribeyes, even those things I'm not saying are bad for you, but just not when you're cleansing. Mm -hmm. So then, okay, what do we eat? If we're taking all that off the table, what actually do we consume? So I recommend that people do something in the cruciferous category every day. So that means broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, or Brussels sprouts. 
So anything in that category, because cruciferous is great to support detox. Also something in the citrus category, orange, lemon, lime, dark leafy greens. So this could be everything from the new fandangled microgreens that I'm just loving that I keep finding at Whole Foods. I love microgreens to arugula, watercress, Swiss chard, mustard greens, parsley, all of those things that you don't normally incorporate every day. Those are another awesome category to add. And then the sulfur-rich foods that I mentioned before. So this would be your eggs, onion, garlic, or even daikon radish are rich in sulfur. Those are the top four that I think of. And then there's just a few more categories. It's the liver healing foods, colon cleansing foods, and then our lean proteins. And then we just go pretty light on the healthy fat. So in the liver healing category, it's some of those foods I mentioned before, which are artichoke, asparagus, beets, celery, nutritional yeast, dandelion root tea, even whey protein or other high quality proteins, pea proteins, powders that literally have very minimal ingredients, like just the protein isolate and maybe some stevia or monk fruit. And then in the colon cleansing category, and this category really helps add to the fiber and get the stool out of your body. These are things like apples, carrots, pears, organic ground flaxseed, psyllium husk, organic chia seeds. Those are excellent sources of fiber. And also beans. I forgot about the beans. I absolutely love using a half of cup of organic beans every day during the detox because it's the highest quality source of soluble fiber. And soluble fiber, when it emulsifies with that bile that's being produced by our liver and it mixes with that soluble fiber, it can really help to pull toxins through our digestive tract and get it out of the body. And then last but certainly not least is the lean proteins and just a couple servings of healthy fat. I tell people to back off on the fat a fair amount just because we want to give our liver a break. But the lean proteins, of course, can include the wild-caught shrimp, the chicken breast, the grass-fed ground beef. And if you're not doing animal protein, which I recommend that people do if they can tolerate it, if they aren't doing that, then a high-quality tempeh source or spirulina or something else to get amino acids in or even do an amino acid supplement because amino acids are so great for detoxification and amino acids are so great for hormone health in general, right? And I'm sure you and I could talk for hours about that topic, but I just, I love helping people understand it's one of the reasons that for some people, if they practice a vegetarian or vegan diet for long enough and they don't supplement with enough amino acids, they will find that their serotonin levels dip very low and they feel depressive symptoms. It's just, this isn't like an opinion. These are just facts of how the body works. And I'm sure yeah. you can see that as well. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got, you really laid out the foods, eat these foods in various varieties for two weeks and you've really done a great detox. If you're pooping and you're drinking and you're peeing and you're sleeping and getting sunshine and going outdoors and all the things. So maybe dive into the amino acids so many of us women over 40, even under 40, we are amino acid deficient. We don't eat enough protein. We don't digest the protein that we're eating because we eat on the go, we eat standing up, or we don't eat enough. So our digestive enzymes are down and then we don't extract the amino acids. And amino acids are the backbone of all your hormones. So if you're having hormonal poverty, hormonal deficiency, then that's one of the things you need to look at. It's also the backbone of all our neurotransmitters. So what amino acids would you suggest that they supplement with? How do they know? So for the amino acids that I recommend for supplementation, I mean, I take different amino acids for supplements that are particular brands. I take Body Health or Keon Aminos when I need them. But in terms of the overall amino acid profile, 
just for context, we of course have 20 amino acids and nine of those are essential. So the others are non-essential, but of the nine essential amino acids, and I, I care about this topic a lot simply because I'm a professional bodybuilder. So I really care about what's the amino acid profile for helping me to build muscle, right? Mm-hmm. And what we need to build muscle is we can't just have whatever amino acids without any intention around it. It really has to be those nine essential amino acids. So those include three branch chain amino acids, which are isoleucine, leucine, and valine. And we want to have those in adequate amounts. We want to specifically make sure that leucine is 2.5 grams or more combined with the other eight essential amino acids to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So those would be in addition to the isoleucine, leucine, and valine. Those are things like methionine. You'll find in a lot of these animal products that we eat cysteine. In the non-essential category, what you'll find more in collagen are amino acids like glycine, and that's great for hair, skin, and nails. But my primary recommendation when it comes to the amino acid profile of foods is you really can be brainless about it if you stick to animal proteins, because animal proteins really contain that high quality benefit. And the other thing I tell people about amino acids is to think of it this way. Let's put ourselves 100, 200, 300 years ago, and you've probably heard this term, most humans, when they ate, they would eat something called a nose to tail way of eating. They would eat the entire animal. I'm sure everyone remembers, perhaps they had parents or grandparents or great grandparents that ate things like liver and onions. We ate more organ meats back then. And now what we're so consumed with all the time is eating just the muscle meat. We only eat the chicken breast. We don't eat the chicken liver. We only eat the lean steak, like the filet mignon. We don't eat the beef heart or kidney. And so what that means is we're getting sort of an imbalanced amino acid profile in our bodies that's inconsistent with what nature intended. So the way to think about this in terms of supplementation is if you're someone who just eats the chicken breast and not the chicken liver or the filet mignon and not the beef heart or kidney, then I really recommend that you do consume a high quality collagen supplement because collagen is akin to those organ meats that we just aren't eating anymore. So I always say, if you're gonna eat the muscle meat, think of the muscle meat, like a whey protein shake. Muscle meat is very analogous to whey when it comes to the powders. And then the organ meats are very analogous to collagen when it comes to the powders. So oftentimes for my clients, if I'm writing a meal plan for them and they want to have a protein shake, I may ask them to combine whey or let's say it's pea if they can't consume whey protein with collagen so that they get that full comprehensive amino acid profile. Does that make sense? Yes, and that's great advice because you're so right. Most people don't eat organ meats. Of course, I love chicken liver. I do too. (laughs) Yeah, most people don't. And so that's very sage advice. Thank you for offering that. I know that your time is limited. And I think that your path has been unique and that you were a litigator and now you help people transform their health. And you've done so many, I mean, marathons and competitions. So you obviously have a drive and you have a gift for transformation. I love this quote you shared with me before we started from Jay Shetty. If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. And I talk to so many women at midlife who really have put their lives on hold. They're not in jobs that they love anymore. Maybe their kids have grown up and left, but they don't know what's next for them. And you really have exemplified jumping from one lane, 
not only to another lane, but to a completely different highway. So can you talk a little bit about how that transformation took place that might inform somebody listening? If you want to weave human design in there, I won't be mad at you because I love human design. <laughs> yes, no, I and, love it. I will. I can and, do that. Yeah, sure. and maybe sure. that played a part in it because I know that was huge for me, a real inflection point. So yeah, I would, we would love to hear about that because I know you have to go in a few minutes. Oh, sure. No problem. Thank you so much. So really, as I think about my transition, I was someone who believed I was going to lawyer until I retired. I loved it. I thought trial lawyering was the best, most fun thing you could do. And there was nothing about it that I was not one of these female lawyers who got super burnt out, who wanted to leave, who was eye rolling every day at her job. Now, I certainly look forward to my work much more than I did then. So maybe I was doing a little, running a little bit of a program at the time. But the very short version on why I left is that in the fall of 2017, after I got out of what I consider to be a fairly toxic relationship, I finally discovered and started practicing meditation. And meditation was really my answer to everything. And I know for many people, when they hear that, they're like, oh, don't tell me I have to meditate. I can't meditate. It's so hard. My brain is going all the time and I'm thinking of the dishes and the laundry and my to-do list and everything. And I always say, that's because you're not good at it yet. You just need to practice. And like everything, I wasn't amazing at my job on the first day. I was certainly wasn't an amazing lawyer on the first day, but I got really good at it because I was practicing. And that's really what's required for meditation. So when I tell you that I started meditating in 2017 and throughout the course of 2018 and into early 2019, it became these very obvious nudges from the universe about the fact that this was going to be my new path. I was like, wait a second, what? I'm going to leave the practice of law, but it became very clear. It was little signs and synchronicities. Kieran, I was in a meeting with clients who were my clients as a lawyer. I was lawyering for them and we'd get done talking about the case and details. And then one would say to me, say, Kristen, I know you're really fit and you do these competitions. I really would love some help with losing weight. Do you think you could help me? So I was starting to notice, well, this is weird. Here I've been practicing for 15, 16 years. And that kind of thing had not happened before, but it's almost as though clients in this new practice, this new business were starting to present themselves to me, which was really exciting. So every time I would be in meditation, I would get these little nudges or I would feel this pull. In fact, my business name, which is called Energetically Efficient, came to me during a meditation in 2018. And I thought, well, that's a cool name. I wonder what that's for. <laughs> I, I just thought, okay, I'll write that down. Maybe I'll need it someday. But I I wasn't aware of the fact that there was this bigger process in motion that was pushing me in a different direction. And so when I finally made the decision to leave in the summer of 2019, people often asked me, and they still do, was it scary? Were you scared? And I can honestly say this, that the answer is no. And it was because I was so confident that I was being guided in this new path. And I felt so confident that if I bet on myself, I can't go wrong that it wasn't scary and it was just exciting and building this business ever since has been so fun. And so to go to your human design point, this was something I'd probably heard about sometime several years ago, but you know how you don't ever absorb the information until you're ready, right? There'll be a lot of people listening to this that'll hear detox 10 times and they'll be like, yeah, maybe someday. And all of a sudden right. from now, they might listen to the episode again and be like, wow, I need to do that. So that was how human design was for me. And when I first looked at my human design chart, I went, wait, what? I'm a projector? Because that was surprising to me. 
And here, what projectors are here for is to make the world more efficient. I mean, my business is energetically efficient, is how do you efficiently use your energy? I like all these light bulbs and fireworks started going off in my brain because I couldn't believe how much I was already living my design. So now the big transition that I'm in with human design, and I'd be so curious for you as well, because I'm a 6'2 splenic projector, is I've learned and I've finally accepted about myself that I am not someone who can go with meetings all day long, which is what I did for so much of my life. And I didn't realize I was working against my design. You know, I did it as a lawyer, then I started this business and it was clients all day long from morning to night. And many times I'd feel exhausted at the end of the night. And so I'm really trying to lean into my design and create more space on my calendar for creativity and just having my programs and offerings be where people come to me instead of me being pushy and salesy. It works much better as a projector if you go with the strategy of being invited. So now I'm curious what yes. you are. Yeah, and just I'll tell you, but for everyone listening, if you haven't heard me talking about human design, we've done we've talked about it in a few podcast episodes now, and we're incorporating it to all into all my programs. It's a, a system of how your energy body works, right? No more are we seven-centered chakra beings. We have nine energy centers, and you have a unique design that only pretty much only you have based on the high degree of specificity and detail that's available. But in general, you have a type and an authority and a strategy for how you're supposed to be making decisions and living your life. And if you're living out of alignment with that, that can affect your hormones. It can affect every organ in your body. It can affect your health. And I too was living as a generator, go do, and I naturally, and meditation was a part of my story too. It's so funny when you were talking about that people can't meditate because they it, it's a new skill. I had this picture of who of us, if our kid, we tried to teach them how to tie their shoe. And the first time they did, they went, I can't do it. I'll never tie my shoe. Right? We would go, well, honey, you're just doing it for the first time. Be patient with yourself. Right? How many times did your child have to tie it? tie their shoe until they got it, right? So it's the same with meditation. And that was a part of my story. And then I intuitively, before I knew about human design, started doing it differently. And then of course, somebody mentioned human design and I'm like, yeah, I'll look into that, never did. Until years later, and then found out I'm a 5-1 projector, emotional projector. And it really was such validation and gave me permission to really lean into what I'm here for, which yes, to make the world more efficient and guide others. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing. And I want everyone to hear this because I know that some of you are struggling with the path that you're on in life and you're looking for answers and you're trying to figure it out with your mind. You can't figure out your soul's purpose with your mind. That's not what it's for. Correct. You need to follow your intuition. If human design sounds like it might resonate with you, do it. If yep. You have tried meditating and you haven't gotten anywhere. Try again. Try a different type of meditation. Follow your intuition. One of the women in my one of my programs the other day during our group coaching call said, you know, I really couldn't do the meditation, even focusing on a mantra. So I started singing the mantra out loud and I can meditate when I do that. See, I said, brilliant. You're listening to yourself. You're listening to your soul. And yes. so that's what this is all about. Like, We're all on an energetic frequency. What's going to work for you is going to resonate with you. You hear Kristen talking about 
detox. You hear us talking about the sanitation department, not flushing your toilet. And something's, if it calls to you, you're going to be going, getting your cruciferous vegetables and your amino acids, and you're going to do the deal. And if it's not resonating with you, then it's not for you. So I'm all about restoring that innate wisdom that we have in our bodies, in our souls, in our spirits. And so what's like now that you're on this new path? It's been so fun. I just <laughs> love building a business. It's so I'm largely coaching one-on-one. I'm coaching group classes mm-hmm. and masterminds. And then I'm speaking around the country at health conferences and other places as well. I mean, it's awesome for me that there are so many professionals, specifically lawyers, for example, who really need to take control of their health and that haven't really prioritized it because they work too much. So that's been a treasure trove of clients for me in particular, simply because they know that I understand the demands of the profession. So that's been really rewarding. So I've just loved it. I get to do it from home, which is so fun. I always say I started my business and then nine months later, the world shut down and a lot of people decided they need to finally get healthy. So the timing worked out really well, but I just love doing it. I love speaking. I love educating. I love showing people a more efficiently energetic way to live, which is what we do as projectors. Yes. So I know you have to go. Let's leave everyone with this Zig Ziglar quote you shared with me before we started, which I love. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. So call to action, everybody. What are you going to start with? What are you feeling inspired to do after listening to us? There's something that's calling to you. Listen to that nudge and go do the thing. Kristen, please tell everyone where they can find out more about you online and interact with you. Thank you so much. So my website is energetically efficient and then I'm most active on Instagram and my Instagram handle is MN, like MN for Minnesota, MN Golden Girl. And I have three golden retrievers, which is where that comes from. (laughs) I just love them so much. I'm also on LinkedIn under my name, Kristen Rowell. I have a cookbook that recently came out so they can find out information about that through my Instagram or my website. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Kristen. It was an absolute pleasure to have you here today. I just loved it so much. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to another episode of The Hormone Prescription. I know you're inspired after this conversation. I want to know what you were inspired to do. Reach out to me on social media and let me know. And have a great week. I'll see you next week. Until then, peace, love, and hormones, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you'd give me a review and subscribe. It really does help this podcast out so much. You can visit thehormoneprescription.com where we have some free gifts for you. And you can sign up to have a hormone evaluation with me on the podcast to gain clarity into your personal situation. Until next time, remember, take small steps each day to balance your hormones and watch the wonderful changes in your health that begin to unfold for you. Talk to you soon.